In our readings today, the gospel, uh, as well as our, our second reading from the letter to the Hebrews, they give us in, encouragements and instructions, in a sense, on the need for us to be prepared, to be prepared specifically for the coming of our blessed Lord. I think it's a timely thing for us to have that uh, about this time of year, because uh, as we go through the, the liturgical seasons that have a more specific character uh, of Advent and Christmas and Lent and Easter, each of these have you know, certain high points and they have various liturgical practices and things that are taking place within them that you know, kind of can, can lift the spirit and they have their own kind of unique character with each of those seasons. But then as we get to the, the green, green Sundays of the year, as we've gotten a little over a month ago, it's easier for us to, to kind of settle in a bit and to become kind of spiritually sleepy, uh, to have a spiritual slumber come over us, uh, and to, to not give so much of that energy that we have in the Spirit to the things of God. This also is coupled with the fact that uh, there are many things happening simply in the, in the world around us that we're uh, kind of caught up in, uh, whether it's the, uh, the fact that school is starting and all that that entails, or very often the social groups will take a break during the summer, and so our own social obligations and other commitments are starting to come back up, and, you know, these, all these things are taking place within and around us, and so uh, it can be easy for us to, to focus upon uh, to so many other things and to allow our, our spiritual place to, to kind of uh, to fall back a little bit. And so Mother Church bids us come this weekend and stay awake, to be able to be prepared for the coming of our Lord and His glory, to be ready whenever He comes. The means by which we are able to do this, to be ready for the Lord, is in fact simply to spend time with Him each day, to know Him daily, so that whenever he comes, it's not a surprise to us, that he is not a surprise to us. We see this in the letter to the Hebrews, this, this foundation that is necessary for us to be ready for, for the, grand, the grand things towards the end is simply that regular daily fidelity to which the Lord invites us. He bids us come, and he gives Abraham. Abraham, he comes and he, and he calls him. And he calls them to, to go forth, to, to be able to leave behind the people. He makes promises, tremendous promises to him. But then he walks with them. He walks them through, his, through the midst of his various trials and sufferings and things. And as, and as Abraham continues to walk with the Lord, he, he learns and recognizes the faithfulness of God, that he is trustworthy, that he is good, that he is powerful, that he is many things. And he comes to understand these things deep within his soul. And it's for this reason that, that first, by faith, he does all of these things. But then the Lord asks a rather difficult thing of Abraham, to offer his son. And it's not just an offering, you know, kind of like, uh, like often is, is, is believed of our Blessed Mother, where, where Saints Anne and Joachim, they took Our Lady to the temple and they, they gave her to the Lord. They offered her to the Lord and, and there she stayed and everything was fine and good and, and she got to live out her days in the temple until the Lord, um, you know, came forth with the rest of his plan. This isn't the offering the Lord asked of Abraham. The offer of, of Isaac was sacrifice to be able to take him and to kill his son to allow his blood to be drained and for him to be consumed by fire on an altar. That's the offering that the Lord asked of Abraham. Are you willing to make that sacrifice of your son and also of Isaac to make that sacrifice of himself? Because he wasn't a small child. 
He was a 33-year-old man, according to tradition. It was this reality that the sacrifice was a, a full and a permanent one. But Abraham believed by faith that God, who had promised that Isaac would be the one to bear generations of his faithful afterwards, that, that the generations, that his descendants, as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sands on the shore of the sea, they would come through Isaac. And yet Isaac is the one to be sacrificed. But Abraham believed and trusted in the Lord and believed that God could raise up even from the dead, that God could resurrect even if Isaac was slain, he could come back. And the promises of the Lord of generations would in fact take place. He was able to do this because he knew the Lord, because he was able to make that act of faith because he knew the Lord previously had been trustworthy. The same thing is with us. We can be prepared for the Lord to come but it's for us first and foremost to ensure that we spend time with him, to get to know him, so that whenever he comes, again, it is not a surprise to us, but in fact, we are ready. Because the simple fact is that if we are not uh, doing something wrong, everything's okay when he shows up. I remember a time whenever I was, whenever I was younger, I was, uh, I was just at the age where I was supposed to be trustworthy enough that I could be left at home alone supposed to be trustworthy enough. And my parents left, and they went off, and then uh, I called my friend, and I said, hey, let's go ride bikes. And he's like, sounds good. So off I went to go ride bikes, even though I was supposed to be at home. And we were off riding bikes at my friend's place and riding around the subdivision. And we came around the circle one more time, and there was my friend's mom out in the front yard and saying, Brent, your mom called. She said, go home. Oh. It was only then that I realized I was in trouble. It was then because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to have been doing, namely staying at home and staying put. It was then that I knew I was in trouble. If I just stayed home, my parents came home early, I'd have just been like, hey, you're home early. And life would have moved on rather cleanly. It's us in, this, in the same sense to be able to live such a life of prayer that we are close to our Lord always, that we are never far from him. They were, never, they were never off kind of spiritually riding bikes somewhere instead of being where we are supposed to be, namely close to him, to be with him. And this is our call. This is, a, this is the invitation for us, is to prepare by spending particular time with him every day. The spiritual masters and doctors of the church very frequently will point to a, a particular commitment every day, to spend time with our Lord every single day. Several of them have mentioned for us to spend at least 15 minutes, to set aside at least 15 minutes every single day, no matter what, for prayer with our Lord, to be able to speak to Him, to listen to Him, to be able to love Him and to be loved by Him. The simple fact is that, that if we let our prayer go, sin very quickly comes in and we find ourselves off riding bikes somewhere. This is not what the Lord desires for us. He desires rather that we have peace, not that we have the restlessness that sin brings to our lives. And this peace is found in prayer. So as we offer this Holy Mass, we pray God's grace to be with us, 
to draw us close to the Lord, to nourish us by the grace of the sacraments of the church, to help us to pray every single day, and to know that in praying every day, we will know the Lord and we will rejoice to see him when he comes.